statement from the mouth of Apostle Paul, which he made. And then by the grace of God, I want to use it as a kind of uh, backdrop to speak to us today on what God has given me clear instruction and revelations to share with us. Second Timothy 4, I read from verse 6. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. By the grace of God, this second service, I will be speaking on why people fail to achieve their goals. In the first service, I spoke on how to set our goals. How to set your goals. Now, I want to speak on why people fail to achieve their goals even after they have set it. It's not just enough to set the goals. It is important to achieve it. And I want to deal with what are those things. I have about 12 of them here. I don't know whether I'll be able to finish everything. But I will try as much as possible to hit the high ones. And make sure you have a complete picture. So that you can begin to flesh it more as you meditate and think about it. Um, I mean, why people fail to finish their goals? Apostle Paul here finished the goal. He said, I have finished my course. I have arrived at the line. I have breast the tape. So why is it that people fail to finish their goals? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, the entrance of your word, give it light and give it understanding to the simple. Thank you, Lord. We open our mouth and pant longing for your commandment. Speak, Lord, for thy servants heareth. Let it be at the end of the day that the purpose for sending these messages to us will be achieved. That your name may be glorified in our lives and further your cause in our lives. Thank you, Holy Lord. We thank and praise you, appreciating you for everything. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why people fail to achieve their goals. In the last few weeks, a lot of things has been said, has been said about goal setting. And how you and I need to, uh, how you and I need to inculcate this important tool of personal success, progress, and achievement in our lives. If achieved in a general sense, goal setting is a rewarding experience. Goal setting is a rewarding experience if it is achieved. But if it is not achieved, it is a wasted effort. And that is why we want to know those things that prevent people from achieving their goals. Those things that have stood in the way of people in time past and obstructed them and hindered them from achieving their goals. Goal setting is a rewarding experience. One unfortunate thing that however often happens is that many people set goals and fail to achieve them. And for one reason why many people stop setting goals is that the goals they set earlier on, they did not achieve them. And because they never achieved them, they lost the impetus, they lost the appetite, they lost the desire. They lost the, 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 the longing to set more goals. Why? Because the one they set earlier, at one time or the other, with reference to one area of their lives or the other, they never achieved it. And that is why we want to address it so that 
we can correct what went wrong then and put it on a solid footing. Because people do not achieve their goals, we are tempted at times to ask that is it because goal setting does not work? Because people don't achieve their goals, we are tempted to say, is it because goal setting does not work or else? Why is it that many people do not reach the goals they set easily and quickly as they should or as they think they should? Let me give you a statistic here that will shock you. It has been said that about 80% of those who set goals fail to achieve them. Statistics, studies have shown that about 80% of people who set goals fail to achieve them. Let me go back and say this. I told you earlier on that less than 10% of people set goals. Among Christians, it is even less than, seven, than 10%. Less than 10% set goals. Of the 10%, only 3% of them state their goals, visualize their goals, and relate to their goals the way they are expected to. Now, of that 3%, 80% of that 3% do not achieve their goals. In other words, they set goals, but they do not achieve it. And that is why we want to look at why people fail to achieve their goals. Is it because goal setting does not work? No. So why is it that they don't achieve their goals? Most people fail to achieve their goal, the goal they set, because goal setting works, but those people do not work. Goal set will not achieve itself. If you and I do not do the things that we need to do, to guarantee the achievement of those goals. The fact that I set a goal does not ensure it's going to work. Does not ensure I'm going to achieve it. The fact that I set a goal to read the Bible through twice this year does not mean I will achieve it. Because there are other variables that come to play. There are other issues that are involved in the achievement of goals more than the setting of goals. It's good to set goals. It can be a rewarding experience. It can be a most profitable and valuable experience, but it can only be a rewarding experience to the degree to which we achieve them. And there are more things that affect the achieving of goals more than the setting of goals. Beyond setting goals, there are certain other things that are out of place without which we may never achieve our goals. No matter how many we set, no matter the various types that we set, no matter the area of our lives, where we have set them. People set goals in the area of health and fitness. People set goals in the area of career. People set goals in the area of finances. People set goals in the area of their attitude. People set goals in the area of their relationship. But you see, there are other things that you and I need than set goals for those goals to be achieved. And that is why when goals are not achieved, some things are not in place. And so apart from setting goals, we need to know those other things that need to be in place for those goals to be achieved. And until those other things are put in place, every effort of setting goals will be an exercise in futility. It will be running as it were or laboring as it were in vain. And God does not want you and I to labor in vain. So why is it that people fail to achieve the goals that they set? Why is it that 80% of people who set goals at all and set, and set those goals, 
never see those goals achieved. Is it because goal setting does not work? Is it because they are unachievable? Is it because they are beyond the kind of thing they can expect God to do? Is it because God changed his mind after they set the goal? Is it because probably they are not educated? Is it because probably they are, they are just, uh, they are just uh, new to these things? Why is it that God setting does not work? It is because those people do not walk the goals. And that is where the rubber meets the road and that's what we are dealing with. I would like to give you about 12 of them. I call them the fool's dozen. 12 things that may not allow the goals you have set to be achieved. Why is it that people fail to achieve their goals? Number one, because they do not set smart goals. Smart goals. The first step in setting goals is to set smart goals. S-M-A-R-T goals. The word smart, I talked about that in the first service. Actually, that was my, my main team in the first service. But I still have to say a few things about it. If you want a detailed uh, explanation, you have to get the CD of the, or the tape of the first service. But I will say enough. I will say enough for your faith to be kindled and for you to know. Now, the word smart, S-M-A-R-T, is an acronym. What is an acronym? An acronym is a word that is composed by taking the first letter of several words and putting them together. An acronym is a word that is derived from putting together the first words of several words. Let me give you this example. For example, the word FYI. Many of us will have heard about that FYI. FYI is an acronym that means for your information. Another acronym is the word IFO. You see it when you get a text from whatever bank they say so and so check IFO Rema Chapel International Churches. In other words, IFO simply means in favor of. That's an acronym. You take the first word of the first, uh, you take the first letter of the first word, you take the first word of the, the letter of the second word, and then you take the first letter of the third word and put it together in favor of. In, the first word is I, favor, the first word is F, of the first word is O. For example, the word mad. I preached a message years ago. I got to a particular church and I said, are you mad? And everybody looked at me and said, we are not. We are not mad. And what I was actually saying, when I said, are you mad? That word M-A-D is an acronym from making a difference. The first word of making is M. And then the word A, and then the first word of difference is D. So putting them together, it's mad. So I said, are you mad? They said, no. By the time I finished preaching, I said, are you mad? He said, yes. So acronym is just a word that is derived from putting together the first letter of several words. So the word smart actually means is derived from the first word of several words that states the characteristics, the elements, and the, 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 the content 
of what your goal should be. The goals that you and I set should be SMART. S-M-A-R-T. What do you mean by SMART? S means it should be specific. The goals you set must be specific. Not vague. Not generalization. Not ambiguous things like, I want to be rich. When you hear such a statement, you think, oh, he's setting a goal. But that's not a goal. Because it's not specific. It's not simple. It's not clear. A specific goal is a goal that when you set, you don't use jargon. You don't use local culture words that others don't understand. A specific goal is a goal that is clear. That is easy to understand. That everybody who hears is know exactly what you are doing. And I gave the characteristics, five characteristics that your goals need to have for you to be specific. I wanted to get the tape. Then the next word is, and the next letter is the word M. The word M is the word measurable. Your goals don't just need to be specific. It also needs to be measurable. In other words, I will save 25% of my income. That's measurable. I will save, I will, I will invest 20% of my income. That's measurable. I will tithe 20% of my income. That's measurable. So for a goal to be smart, it's not just specific, but also measurable. Then the word after M is the word A. Your goals must be attainable. In other words, it is something that you can see is going to be possible. Do not set goals that are wild. Do not set goals that are far beyond your reach. If they ask you, Brother George, at the end of this year, what is your goal in terms of what you want to acquire? And I look up and I down and I say, I want to buy a $10 million yacht with which I want to sail around the world. Now that is too verbose. That is way out. Way out of my reach as it were now. Not forever, but now. So when you set goals, set attainable goals. Goals that let you know it can still be possible. Goals within your reach. Goals that are realistic. Goals that are achievable. Goals that are, are, are doable. If you have not fasted before, for example, and they ask you, what is your goal with regard to fasting this year? And you say, well, in the month of February, you didn't fast at the time January. They say, in the month of January, what is your goal? Say, my goal is to fast for 40 days. Dry! Now, that is not attainable. Because you are not used to fasting. If you are used to it, then we can say, okay, in January or uh, in February, probably I will spend the first seven days in marathon dry fast. Okay, that is achievable. That is attainable. So, your goals need to be smart. It needs to be specific, measurable, attainable. Then the next one is are relevant. I've already given exhaustive explanation on all these points in the first service. And I wanted just to take it because of the many things you want to cover in this service. You can just take that one, listen to it in details, and then apply it to your life. And I know you get the results. 
So the next uh, word there is the word are relevant. Your goal must be relevant. A relevant goal is a goal that you set that is in line with your purpose, in line with your destination. I gave one example in the first service. I said if your purpose in life is to be a minister of the gospel, it will be relevant for you to have a goal to gain a black belt in karate or judo in 2011. It's irrelevant. Because it does not line with your purpose. It does not, it does not fix in with your purpose. Your goals will be set relevant to your destination. Relevant to where you are going. Relevant to who you want to be. Relevant to what you want to have. Relevant goals are important. There are many goals that we set that are not, that are not relevant. I met a pastor in a town known as Milton Keynes. This man told me, he said, I know we pastor one of the biggest churches here in Milton Keynes. I said, wow. I said, so what are the goals you set? He said, I just enrolled for PhD law. That's not a relevant goal. I said, did you not have a first degree in law? I said, yes, I have a first degree in law. I have a master's degree in law. I said, so how will a degree in law further you being the pastor of the biggest church in Milton Keynes? Stupid. When I said that, he said, oh, okay. I said, law will not even allow, when you pursue PhD in law, it will drain you. It will drain you in such a way that you don't even have time to be able to do the things you need to do in order to be able to have the kind of church you want to have. So I told him, if you say you are doing PhD theology, I understand that. If you tell me you have a goal to go to South Korea and sit in your church for six months, I understand that. Those are goals that are relevant to where you are going. You want to go and sit at his feet and learn. That's relevant. So set goals that move you closer to your destination. That's how to do it. Ladies and gentlemen. So your goals must be smart. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and then T, time-based. Your goal must have a timetable. If you have a goal that you don't have a time when you expect to achieve it, then you will not have the urgency to pursue the goals. So this is the first reason why people do not achieve their goals. Their goals are not smart. If the goal is not smart, it's not specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, there is no way you can achieve it. Because what you achieve will have to be something specific. What you achieve will have to be something measurable. What you achieve will have to be something achievable. What you will achieve will have to be something relevant to where you are going. And what you achieve will have to have a time. Goals that do not have time are no goals. I want to lose weight, okay? I want to become 80 kilograms, okay? I want my belt to reduce from 40 to 36, okay? I remember some years ago, my belt was 40. I was using 40. I, when, I, when I first of all started going to England, I was using shirt of, uh, of 16 inches neck. Then it grew 16 and a half. Then it grew to 17. Then it went to 17 and a half. Then 18. Then 18 and a half. By the time it went to 19, I stopped. I said, no. I must go back to 16 and a half. By when? Now you must have a time. 
You must have a time. So I said to myself, I can wear 17 now and I can still put one finger. In those days, I wear 19 and I cannot even put my small finger. You see, by the time your neck gets to 19, you cannot buy clothes anymore from regular stores. There is a store known as high and mighty, big and tall. That is where. So I discovered that when I went to stores to buy clothes, I could not, no size in London. So I said, ah, ah, I had to stop. So I now set a goal that five years development plan. Buy the food I eat, the vitamins I take, the exercise, my adjusting my diet, five years, I must be back to 16 and a half. I didn't say in three days' time. You see, most people who do liposuction, that was what killed Stella Obasagela, that was what killed Ayede Barista. You know, Ayede Barista died recently, what did he do? He went for liposuction, where they pull out the fat from your stomach using some processes. When they were the instrument they used passed through the underskin and pierced his liver, just this way he killed Stella. Just the same way. The person who's got money. It is, it is money that will kill him. The person who does not have money is like a man that will kill him. Now, what they would have done was just to have a regiment. They wanted something quick. They wanted quick fixes. I mean, there, was a, there is a way in which they would have lost all the fat without having to do that. But they wanted something overnight. And it has been discovered that those who do that overnight always get it back overnight. So, there must be a calculated way to, to lose that kind of a weight. So it must be time relevant. You must give it time. These are the characteristics of a smart goal. But many people do not set smart goals. And when your goals are not smart, they become unachievable. Not because they cannot be achievable, but they are not well set. Let me give you this testimony. Several years ago, when man wanted to leave the earth to go to the moon, because of the way the moon is and the way the earth is, they had to do some calculations. It was important for the shuttle to arrive at the place where the moon is. When the moon was there, or else they would not be able to enter. If the moon had passed the place and the shuttle arrived, where will it land? It will land in space, just disappear, and kill everybody on board. So they started calculating it. And they discovered, listen to this, they discovered that from their calculation, almost a whole day was missing. Because they wanted the shuttle to leave the earth and enter the moon straight. So almost a whole day was missing. The answer, they got it in the Bible. In the Bible, remember in Joshua 14? Where Joshua says, sun stand, moon stand. And the Bible said the sun did not go down, the moon did not come up for about a day. And now you remember in Isaiah. When God healed Isaiah, healed Ezekiah, the Bible said, as a token for the man to know God has done it, he said, the sun will move backward. So by the time they added what happened in Joshua to what happened in Isaiah 38, they were able to get the calculation right. So what I'm saying is this, your goals must be smart. You must have certain things in place. Or the goals you set will not be achieved. If they have not gotten it right, the shuttle will leave the earth and when it gets to the moon, the moon will not be there. So they have to get it right. And if the moon is not there, if the moon has moved around, 
they just, they just land on the football field somewhere. So what I'm saying is this. Your goals must be smart. That is the first thing before they can be achieved. If they are not smart, you will see that you set it, but you can't achieve them. You try, but you can't achieve them because they are not smart. They are not specific. They are not measurable. They are not attainable. They are not relevant. And they are not time-based. Number two reason. Why people do not achieve their goals? Because of inadequate or non-existent support system. Inadequate or non-existent support system. Wherever you set goals, you need a support system to help you achieve it. Let me say to church members here in Robert Chapel this morning, whatever goal you are setting this year, the church through its programs and its activities are designed to provide you with the necessary support system for you to be able to achieve it. You cannot set goals and refuse to be a good member of the church. The support system through the messages, the laying on of hands, the deliverance, the prayer meeting, the, the, the services, the, the special and emergency services, the, 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 the training, the special seminars. These are the support system to energize you with what you need for goal attainment. You need a support system. You need your pastor's participation. You need your pastor's prayer. You need your pastor's laying on hand. You need your pastor's prophecy. You need mentoring. You need counseling. You need support. Where people do not have support system, no matter what goal they set, they do not achieve it because you need backbone. That's why Bible said in Psalm 68, verse 6, God set the solitary in families. You need to belong. You need to be planted. You need to participate. You need to be, you need to be part of it. Inadequate or non-existent support system. Everyone needs help. There are always people who can help. Let me give you a good example. If, for example, you set the goal to read the Bible twice through in one year and you have four children that are very young, Attending to them, preparing for them, taking care of them may be too much and may prevent you from doing what you need to do in order to be able to read the Bible. But if you have a junior sister or a house girl or a friend who from time to time come to collect these four children and take them with her, then you have time to be able to focus on your goal. Support system is necessary. You will always need somebody to support you, to assist you, so that your goals can be achievable. Somebody needs to share your burden. Somebody needs to be there for you. Somebody needs to do something for you that you cannot do. That is the essence of church membership. Those who don't belong, who don't plant themselves, who don't root themselves in churches, you are cheating yourself of so much of what you can have to help you achieve your goals. I remember one of our sisters some years ago. Her goal, she said, my goal is to graduate this year with second, second class upper division. But along the line, she was sick during about three of the papers. And it seemed that she was not going to be able to work it anymore. And she came to me and said, sir, I prepared for the exam. But when the exam came, 
He said, I was ill. I could not, I could not revise. I could not write properly. I, my hand was shaking and everything was happening. He said, I may not end up with two one. I said, why not? I said, you will. He said, how? I said, I will lay my hands on you. I will pray and prophesy. Whatever favor you need to come on those papers will come on those papers. And you still come out with two one. Ah. You see, God put me in her life for such a thing. What she could not see possible, God put me there. That is the kind of support structure that the church provides you with. The church of God is the pillar and the ground of truth. The Bible says in Isaiah 37, that one, they that, they that, they that uh, uh, the of Zion shall take root downward and bear fruit upward. What makes your downward rooting as a result of your planting the house of the Lord will affect your fruit bearing. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Some of us don't have this support system. We don't take advantage of the support system you have. One of our church members said this to me. He said, he said I went to so and so place. He said, when I told them I'm from Renoir Chapel, they asked, he said, you mean you see the Reverend he preaches to you every, every Sunday? He said, yes. Whenever he's around, he preaches to me. He said, wow. He said, they started envying him. He said, he now realized what he had been missing by not attending all services apart from Sunday services. The support structure God had put in his life. Someone is ready to pay for it. The support structure that God has provided you with, you are not using it. Now, how will you be able to have enough within you to be able to achieve the goals you set? You need backing. You need push. You need encouragement. You need to hear things that will inspire you, that will motivate you, that will invigorate you. But how can you hear that when you reject the support structure? Other people can, by what they say or do, help us or discourage us. The people around us make a big difference. Some men cannot achieve their vision, goals, if their wife don't stand by them. Some men cannot fulfill their business dreams if they don't have intelligent women who are going to reason with them. Support structure. Two are better than one because they have a better reward for their labor. Ecclesiastes 4 9. So, inadequate or non existent support structure. God used men for us. We need help us. We need enablers. We need sustainers. Where I am today in ministry is not a product of my preaching alone. There are backroom staff. People like Pastor Shea, people like Brother Charles Fawaya in England. They are the people doing the rough job, that's in their hands. All I do is carry my Bible, stand on the pulpit, explode. They say, wow. They don't know that there are bathroom staff, intercessors, prayer warriors. You need that superstructure to achieve your goal or else you will not see them come to pass. Many things we want to achieve have become unachievable, not because God's setting does not work, but because we have refused to use the support structure that God has put in our lives and at our disposal. To what extent are you using the support structure? Very important. The company you and I keep can either facilitate or deflate us. Iron, sharpened iron. A man sharpened the countenance of his friend. We need others. Number three, another reason why some people do not achieve their goals is because they set too many goals which makes nothing of priority. Too many goals. They set too many goals. 
like the Yoruba says, based on your energy and time, there is just some numbers of goals you can handle per year, per month, per day. The energy God gives us is daily basis. Deuteronomy 13, 25, as your day, so shall be your strength. God only gives you energy for what he wants done today. If what you have set is, there are too many, you will discover you don't achieve them. Because there is no way, if you don't prioritize, that you'll be able to do many of the things you want to do. Some of us, our goals are too many. They are too chalky. They are too numerous. It has been said, and let me give you this recommendation. An average of three goals per area of our lives is enough. An average of three goals. Relationship, have three goals. Financial, have three goals. Career, have three goals. An average of three goals. But some people set 25. 50. A young man showed me something that shocked me. He said, sir, I wanted to see my goals. I said, how many? He said, 250. Now, that boy is doomed to fail already. There are too many. There are too numerous. Make it moderate. If you set a few, when you achieve them, you can set new ones. Three of, uh, uh, goals, my spiritual life. I want to read the Bible two, two times this year. I want to be able to pray one hour in tongues every day. I will make a, um, set up a goal to attend all fellowships, obey all instructions, and become an active member of Rema Chapel. That is spiritual. Financial. Career. We set too many goals at times. And when the goals are many, we do not have priorities. Too many goals prevent focus. It has been said that an adult cannot see more than nine different things at the same time. Cannot see more than nine. Span of apprehension. You can't see more than nine things at any point in time. An adult. So do not set more than you can chew. <laughs> I remember in those days when we were children. And they give us meat to eat when it is fried. You know what? We throw the entire fried meat into the mouth. By the time you, 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 you masticate it about three times, your mouth is full. You don't even have space to eat it. So we bring, we break it out of our mouth and then begin to eat it gradually, which we should have done in the beginning. Too many goals. An average of three per area. Relationship three, career three, attitude three, spiritual three, an average of three goals is just adequate. We need to have what we call primary goals and secondary goals. Make sure you prioritize your goal. It's not everything you want to do that you need to do this year. Oh, with long life, will it satisfy you? Some goals are not achievable this year. You're not ready for them. We need to choose our goals based on what management people call ROE, return on effort. The more return you get on a goal that you set, the more they need to set that goal. There are certain goals that you need to set now because the return on your effort, ROE, is high. Because of the stage that you are in. The return on your effort is high. So some people don't achieve their goals because they set too many goals. 
If you don't set enough goals, set enough to start out. But three, per area. And then apply yourself to it. And because you are still new in this area of goal setting, don't bite more than you can chew. Just take a little. Yoruba says, Start with the Lebelebe area. The basic one. Probably, according to your life, you know the one that is most damaged. Your business may be damaged. Your relationship may be damaged. Your career may be in shambles. Your spiritual life may be in shambles. Now, where do you start from? Do you start from rebuilding your business? No. You start from rebuilding your spiritual life. It is your spiritual life that carries every other thing. When things go wrong in our spiritual life, things go wrong in every other areas. You need to know where to start from. Because when things go wrong in our spiritual life, some people say, I'm looking for money. But your spiritual life is out of shambles. It's, it's in shambles. And Jeremiah 5.25 said, your sins and your iniquities with all good things. Now you are trying to get good things, but your spiritual life is out of place. One man stood in front of me, was telling me about his business, how they seize this container, how this is happening in the place where he's working, how things are not working. And he said, I wanted to, to, to bind the devil. I know this is the devil's work. God said, it is not the devil, it is me. The man's problem was not with the devil. Jonah's problem was not with the devil, it was with God. Job's problem was not with the devil, it was with God. God is the comforter of the afflicted, but he's also the afflictor of the comfortable. God at times allows some things in our lives to push us to a place of repentance and change. So why is it that some goals are not achieved? Because we set too many goals. Number four, another reason why some fail to achieve their goals is because they delight in staying in their comfort zone with no motivation or enthusiasm to change and stretch. They delight to stay in their comfort zone. Now let me say this to you. Once you set goals, you know what you're doing? You want to change. You want to stretch. Because there is no way in an attempt to achieve a goal that you don't have to change. If you want to achieve a goal to get funds in a particular amount, you're going to have to change. So when you decide, delight to stay in your comfort zone with no motivation and enthusiasm to change and stretch, you will never achieve those goals. One thing that the achievement of a goal will demand of us is the need to stretch and exercise ourselves beyond our present comfort zone. Where we do not want to stretch, we will never achieve those goals. You can never achieve goals to make money, more money, if you're not ready to work harder. If your comfort zone is just this, then there is no way you can achieve the goal that you set. Achieving the goal will call for some extraordinary effort. It will call for a greater level of discipline. It will call for deep things. But if you want to stay in your comfort zone, you will never achieve goals. You must be willing to stretch. You must be willing to demand it of yourself. You are willing to, 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 to pay the price. Set the goal that the anointing level in your life will be fresh. That the grace in your life will manifest. That your teaching gift will become prominent. It will call for you burning the midnight oil. 
It will call for you spending money on materials. It will call for you redeeming the time from what you are wasting it on. And then redesigning your life. Your life needs to be redesigned. The way it is now is not the one that it, can, it, it should be if you are going to be able to fill that goal. There will have to be a change. Reluctance to change will never bring in the, the harvest. Never bring in the harvest. Your results will be the same. Someone said to me, he said, if things, someone said this, he said, if things do not change, then it is you who need to change. It is you who need to change. Many times you are trying to change somebody else. Some wives want to change their husband. But you see in the final analysis that there's nothing wrong with that husband. It is the wife that something is wrong with. You are always trying to change somebody else. Now, do you know something? You cannot change somebody else. Only God can change them. But you can change yourself. In cooperation with God, you can change. But if you want to stay in your, uh, in your comfort zone, uh, female, uh, now you can't, there's no way you can achieve goals because goals is saying, I want improvement. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to continue like this. I want something better, something higher, something deeper, something richer, something more. And that will demand something of you. I remember years ago, when I told God, I said, I don't want this Ireke uh, anointing, this uh, the small, small anointing that uh, you, you will lay hands on people and they, they'll be pushing them and they, they, the man will refuse to fall down and you push them and twist their neck. And... I've ever seen the way some people do deliverance. Instead of delivering the person, they deliver him to the hospital. I said to myself, no, I don't want this. Then God said, if you don't want this, then you're going to have to pay the price for the kind of anointing you want. It could be ankle deep. For the anointing that gets to the knee, it's a different level of sacrifice. For the anointing that gets to the waist, it's a different level of sacrifice. For the anointing to say, one, two, three, four. I finished, I was going, so I had him counted. One, two, so I came back. He said, one, no. I'm looking at him like this. Nothing happened. The rod of Moses will not work in your hand. It is his rod. You need to get your own rod. You need your own rod. It's not enjoying anointing. One time, Elisha used the mantle of Elijah. Did he not start carrying it about? How many times did he use it? Once. But you now want to go and bag it, wash it, press it, and carry it about. It doesn't work that way. You need to get yours. They will get you started. Who will get you started? Who will show you the way? But after that, you are going to have to paddle your canoe. Why is it that people because they delight in staying in their comfort zone with no motivation, no enthusiasm to change and stretch. Number five. Another reason why many do not achieve the goal they set is because of too many bad habits. You see, many bad habits in our lives choke. There are so many bad habits in people's lives. That choke the potential of the goal they have set. Human beings, you are a creature of habit. People cultivate good ones. There are certain bad habits in our lives. Especially Rema Chapel here. Habit of coming late to church. It's pathological. 
You see people who need who, who are setting goals coming late. Now, if you come late, what do you think God's opinion of you is? Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived, God is no more. Whatsoever a man saw it. Some people who come late to church won't go to answer them quickly. They say, today, 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 today. Now, are you the kind of person that come today, today? Bad habits. Habit of coming late. Habit of giving excuses instead of making a commitment. Habit of coming in last. You can never remember when you sat in front of the church. You can't remember. That's probably one, one or two days after you got saved. From that day, it is laying. Not Olani Waju. Bad habits. I will speak on that next week. There are certain qualities you need to cultivate if you are going to be a goal getter. Goal getters have certain qualities that make them get the goal they set. Bad habit is killing you. Making excuses. Coming late. Not finishing things we start. There are some people. We can never remember when last you came at the beginning of a service. And there are some people we can never remember when last you stayed till the end of the service. Where you share the grace. The God who is service Alpha Omega beginning and the end. He wanted to be there in the, end, the beginning when they said the opening prayer. And to be there at the end when they say the closing prayer. Be not in a haste to go out of his presence. Why will you stand in an evil thing? Ecclesiastes 8.3 God wanted to be there in the beginning. Proverbs 8.17 They that love me will I love. They that seek me early shall find me. Seek me early. Come early. Seek me early. Bad habit is killing you. Prayerlessness. Fastlessness. I always say this to people. Some people will some people need to know this that they will fast eventually. They will fast eventually. You're not fasting now. But I remember in those days when we were in the CNS Club and Society Church. Egbe Mata, Egbe Esther, Egbe Ayaba, Egbe Kini, Egbe Kini, Club and Society. One prophet, we went to him, we are, we are going to do our exam for four, I can never forget. He told us to go and fast. He said, but if you don't want to fast, oh, we can bring money, he'll fast for us. And then not only money we'll bring him, he said, we'll now go and buy meat, and pepper, onion, I said, oh, the pepper soup, you see now? What I'm saying, bad habits. You see, this, a disciplined lifestyle is required for achieving goals. You need to purge out the leaven. You need to remove the dross from the silver. You need to clean up the bad habits. They need to lay out to the root. Every tree my father has not planted needs to be uprooted. Certain things you have acquired. Certain things you have developed that ought not so to be with you. But they are there. Bad habits. Coming late, coming last, not finishing things you start. Inability to concentrate. Always putting your phone on vibration. Silent. Texting during the service. You can't concentrate on God. For two hours, you cannot. When there was no GSM, so were you not living in this world? You cannot switch off your phone. You put it on vibration during the service. When a text enters, you bring it out. You reply the text while the message is going on. 
and you want to achieve you think you can go you can go like that and you just achieve the goals like that no. it takes more than that it takes more than that it is always a mistake for me to bring my phone to church in fact this morning when i came in i discovered that my phone was in the house. i mean it was because i was answering a call before i came normally i drop my phone in the house what for look when you become important if they call you a thousand times they don't get you they will call you back when you become important when you get there hey i don't want to miss a call i wake up at times 52 missed calls i don't call anybody back they begin to call it. They begin to call. They begin to call. They begin to call. When you get to the position of significance, you will discover that all those hanky-panky things is not necessary. You put your phone on vibration. You're not serious. You think God looks at you like that and says, this is my beloved son, who I wear, please? You think he looks at you and see that he's well happy? Do you think that glorified God? Do you think it makes him happy? That you cannot concentrate on him for two hours? Jesus said, What? Matthew 26, 39. Can you not watch with me just for an hour? I've seen people who put their phone in the like when they're praying, then they call, come, hello, hello. You're talking to God. If the governor were to invite you and your phone rings, will you pick it? I say, governor, mama. Will you do that? What you cannot try with your governor, Malachi 1 8, you're trying with God. Malachi 1 6, a son honor the father, a servant fear the master. If I'm your father, where is my honor? If I'm your master, where is my fear? Where is my fear? Can't stay focused even on God, not always doing your best for others. Selfish, greed, tendencies, not accepting fault. There are some people like that. Bad habit. They can never accept their fault. Justifying themselves. Not willing to apologize. Not willing to apologize. All of these are bad habits. All of these are bad habits. And you see those things will work against you. Just like any other thing work against you. At times it's not the devil. It is who you and I are. Hebrews 4.1 Let us fear lest a promise left for us of entering into his stress any of us should to ship to come to this we, we need to reduce, remove the dross from the silver if a man 2 Timothy 2.19 if a man shall purge himself of these things then shall he become a vessel of honor meet for the masters is prepared unto every good work Number six, another reason why many people do not achieve their goals is because of too many distractions. Too many distractions. You have many things that your hand is into. Let me say, if you are going to achieve your goals, you are going to have to reduce your involvement in many things that you are currently involved in. You are going to probably reduce your friends. You are going to reduce the places you go, the things you do, and the people that you work with. You are going to have to. Too many distractions. First Corinthians 7.35, it said that you and I may attend unto the Lord without distraction. If you are going to secure the goal of effectiveness in prayer, you will learn how to shut your door. And when that has shut your door, you pray to your father who is yet in secret and your father. God said, too many distractions. Recently, I was considering dropping my phones. Distraction. 
Of what value? Was there not a time when we had no phones at all? Why should I be a slave of my phone? 1 Corinthians 6, 13. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful and will not be brought under the power of anything. 1 Corinthians 10, 23. All things are lawful, not all things are expedient. All things are lawful, not all things edify. Not all things edify. Too many distractions. All too often, we are distracted by other things. Some of them, we have control over. Some of them, we don't have control over. The Bible tells us the key part of the I don't have time to read your Bible. It's not that you don't have time to pray. It's not that you don't have time to evangelize. It's not that you don't have time. But the point is, there are many things you are doing that is not important. I said this in the first service, or this, this service. Only 20% of what we do is what contributes to 80% of what we have. My wealth is a product of 20% of what I do. So imagine what my wealth will be. 20% of what I do is what accounts for 80% of what I have. If I can do 40%, how wealthy do you think I will be? Many of the things you do, many of the places we go, many of the people we see, they are not necessary. Only 20% of what we do is what makes up 80% of what we have. Which means that if I can increase what I do from 20% to 40%, all other things remaining the same, I should be doubly prosperous. Doubly prosperous. Too many distractions. Thorns. The chaos of this world shocked the world. Now, you see, Martha could not fulfill her goal. Jesus visiting you, you are distracted. Jesus said, you are bothered and careful about many things. Only one thing is needful. Jesus in your house, you are in the kitchen. Jesus in your house, you are in the kitchen. Conversion is going on, seminar is going on, they are laying hands on people. You are at home sleeping. And you are called, you are barren, your business is not working. I imagine at times why some people who need God's help so desperately don't have time for God because of other things they do. They go to every other place, they are tired when they come to church, they begin to yawn like a leopard, they sleep off while they are sitting down. You see how leopards yawn? They are always yawning. And there are people like that. They have energy for other things that do not profit. The thing that profited unto all things, having the promise of the life that now is an uncle, they don't have time for it. You are standing in your shop asking God to beg you. You are away from church in the presence of God where there is fullness of joy. You are not there. You are now in your shop waiting for customers to come during service in the church. All the customer that come must have missed his way. He must be going somewhere else. That customer is going somewhere else. Daikolo Lutofuashu of Lodwe. God told Israel in Hagar, say, consider your ways. Hagar 1 5. Hagar 1 says, consider your ways. He said, you walk so much, you bring in little. And the little you bring in, 
I blew on it. The problem of Israel in the days of Haggai was not a devil problem, it was a God problem. Why do people don't achieve all? They're distracted by many things. That's what we call BSO syndrome. Bright and shining objects. Those things that capture our attention away from God. You remove your eyes from the God, you put it on, your, uh, uh, on things that you're doing, the distractions. That's what the devil wants to do. After you're finished setting your goals, he will give you enough that will distract you from your goals. You say you read the Bible too, through I say, yeah, he will give you things to follow. He will give you people to follow. He will give you new friends to follow. Friends that cannot help you when God does not show for you. If God be for us, who shall be against us? If God is against us, who can be for us? You need to get your priorities right this year. People don't fulfill, get their goals. Matter was careful about many things. We can become detracted by events. Weekend can distract us. Just the fact that it's Friday weekend. You become distracted. This marriage is there. This funeral is there. This person wants to come. This place is there. I remember as a young man up till now. When it's Friday, I lock the door of my house. I don't open it until Monday. I just shut myself in. I refuse to be distracted. Some people will come and say, ah, let's go to amusement park. I say, I don't have reason to be amused now. I have meat to eat that you don't know of. I applied myself to those things. I gave myself to them. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly that your profit may appear. There is no way you give yourself wholly that profit will not appear. No matter what it is. Number seven, another reason why people fail to achieve the goal they set is because of procrastination. I will fast next month. I will begin reading the Bible next month. To procrastinate means to put off things, doing something until later. The Bible tells us today, if you hear his voice, Psalm 95 verse 7. Psalm 118 verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Zechariah 9 12. Turn to the strongholds. You prisoner of hope. Today I declare unto you that you shall receive double. Begin from where you are. Stop putting it forward. Stop putting it forward that you will fast. Stop putting it forward you will pray. Stop putting it forward you will write the book. Stop putting it forward. Stop putting it forward. That is the devil's ploy to cheat us. Begin now. Don't say because you cannot do everything you not do the little you can. Start today. Begin to read your Bible today. Begin to pray today. Start this night. Spend 30 minutes in prayer. Every day. Start to plan your future now. It's not when you start your own ministry or when you start your own business or when you graduate. Start now. Start now. Procrastination. That is why people do not achieve the goals they set. They set the goal, but they put the time of it to the future. When I finished from the university, then we have enough time. I remember the boy who was here some years ago. I saw him when I went to Italy. I saw him in the church. I just I was speaking. I saw the face. I said, "Hey, I know this guy." 
I remember the day that guy came to me. I finished preaching on the importance of Bible study and so on. And why every child of God should read the Bible. I'm actually, the title of the message is My Most Hidden Treasure. So, or My Greatest Discovery. Something like that. And I talked about the place of the Bible. He came to me very sober. He said, sir, I want to read the Bible through. But the university, I am, you see, the course I'm reading is so difficult. When I graduate and I'm on NYC, nothing to disturb me. So I saw him in Italy. I looked at him. I said, you remember what he said in the church that day? He said, oh, yes. I said, since that time, have you been able to read the Bible through once? He said, never. He has never been able to. There was a king in the Bible in Acts 24, 25, who had an opportunity to repent. When Paul was preaching to him, he was so afraid. He told Paul, he said, go away. When I have a more convenient time, then come back and then I will listen to you. That king never had a second chance. He was executed and never had an opportunity to hear Paul for the second time. Tomorrow is not guaranteed to anybody. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Stop procrastinating. That's why people don't achieve goals. I know someone in this church who told me about seven years ago, I'll do my master's next year. I told him, I said, collect the form now. I will do it next year. I, I will do my master's next year. I will do my master's next year. This is seven years ago. Has he done it? No. You make something achievable by starting now. By starting where you are. Start here. If you are going to make money, it's not until you finish from university. You can begin to make money now. You can begin to make it now. Tomorrow morning, wake up. Be motivated. Start something. That thing you wanted to start. That book you wanted to write. That place you wanted to go. That thing you want to do. Start. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Put your hands on the plow right now. You don't need to have one billion to start up the business. Businesses don't need money. What businesses need? Ideas. Listen to the story of Richard Branson. You will know how he started. Look at the story of, 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 of uh, Bill Gates. Ideas. Before Bill Gates came, the operating system was DOS. The man came with what he called Windows. And he took over the market. We never heard about him having money before he came up with that idea. The idea made him the world's richest man. There is an idea you have. You have, it has been dead inside you because you've not given life to it by giving expression. There are people in this room now who are millionaires, multi-millionaires, but who are still paupers now. Why? They have never been able to articulate their ideas and put it out there. I remember years ago when Rashidi Badamasi started Ragolis Water. Ha. Ragolis. He was the first person that went into water, water, water business. Ha. That day I saw, say, this man is selling water. Oh, me. You see, that time, the problem of water was not this endemic in Nigeria. The water corporations were still working. The pubs were still running. So I said to myself, water that is going out of the tap is free. But the man saw what I did not see. Today is an institution in water business. Nobody could capture the market from him. He's taking it to another level. Every time he changes his, bo his bottle, he has come to a level now that nobody can ever compete with him successfully. 
he got the idea, idea of, of carrying water. Putting water in. But I looked at it and I said, ah, will this man ever sell? I said, let's watch. Before I knew it, people started joining. Today, people don't even drink any water from the tap anymore. Pure water, treated water, packaged water, whatever they call it. Water business has become great business. Great business. Water business. Ideas. Any country with the kind of problem we have is a country where we can raise multi-millionaires. Because anyone who gets the idea to solve a problem will make money out of it. Some of you are looking for work. Work is looking for you. God asks Moses, what is that in your hand? It's a rod I've been carrying around but for so many years. He said, throw it down. Use it. That little thought inside you that you have never heard anybody talk about, that is the key to your future. But you are postponing it. When I finish from the university, then I will go over it. Then when I finish, then I get a job. Then when I have one million, then I, it is not money. Good ideas will attract money. Good ideas will attract money. If you have a good idea and somebody wants to supply you money, don't sign away your right of owning that idea or else he will make the money and throw it. I can tell you stories of people in this country who own banks now not because they had the money or know the people but because they had the idea. Jim Ovia brought idea into banking that was strained to it before them. He was able to cash in on it. His hand is into several things right now. Before people woke up, he had made the money. He had capped all the market. I've sat down with him. His mother used to live in Illinois here. Jimovia's mother. He had visited Illinois before and we had seen. When we were opening their branch here, he came to Illinois and he visited me. By then, he was not this big. And I remember that they said, ah, please come and open our account in our bank. Now I've closed my account in the bank. Somebody said, why did you do that? They have become very powerful. Do you know that when you pay a check, don't let me talk about that. Let me move on. Let me move on here. <laughs> another reason, <laughs> because of time, another reason why we do not achieve our goals is because we quit too soon. Let me say this to you. In the pursuit of your goals, you will experience challenges. There is no goal achievement that will not be confronted with obstructions, obstacles, and challenges. Lots of times when things get tough, people quit instead of going forward. At times, they quit just before the finishing line and begin to make excuses. Now, let me say this to you. This is the way it is used in management. Um... People quit. And people don't achieve their goals because they quit too soon. In management, they say, people don't achieve their goals because they quit at the 70 yard or 80 yard or 90 yard point. Which means that they quit too soon. They will have waited until they get to the 100 yard. You see, everybody who made it to the end was at one time or the other feeling like quitting. This ministry I'm in, I felt like quitting nothing less than 10 times. 10 times. When I look at my motorcycle, OY84051, 
I looked at my trousers. I looked at my shirt. I was preaching. I was a blessing to people, but I was not seeing it. I felt like quitting. Why am I where I am today? Because I refuse to quit. Everybody will have an opportunity to quit. You will have an opportunity to quit your relationship. You will have an opportunity to quit your career. Go and ask. Someone, I was on the flight recently with a highly placed Nigerian. Let me say, that was just this week or uh, Friday. Listen to what this man said. This man said him and Atiku were members of the custom services in Patakot. Atiku was selling pure water. Can you look at him and think he ever sold pure water? At that point, you would have felt like quitting. But he reinvented himself and went into politics. You quit too soon. If you, if you want to read the Bible twice, or you want to read 10 chapters of the Bible every day, and today you cannot read the 10 chapters, that does not mean you give up. If you cannot do it today, try tomorrow. If you say, I'm going to be praying one hour in tongues every day, the first day you try, you make it. The second day you try, you make it. The third day you try, you make it. The fourth day you try, you make it. Then the fifth day, you couldn't make it. Then the sixth day, you couldn't make it. Don't give up. Pick it up on the third day and continue. Everyone who had ever made it to the end felt like quitting. I felt like quitting. I felt like quitting several times. In 1989, I felt like quitting ministry. In 1985, I felt like quitting ministry. In 2002, I felt like quitting ministry. But the reason why I'm still there was that I did not quit. There are several parking opportunities on the way to where you're going that will beckon to you to park. Make up your mind like an aircraft. An aircraft does not patch on a tree. It makes sure it gets to its destination no matter what is happening. Refuse to give up on yourself. Refuse to throw in the towel. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Psalm 112 verse 6. He said, I shall not be moved. I refuse to be moved. Psalm 62 verse 2. Psalm 62 verse 6. Psalm 66 verse 9. I shall not be moved. 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 Proverbs 12 3. The root of the righteous shall not be moved. Proverbs 10 30. The righteous shall not be removed. They quit too soon. God's word warned us not to quit. Israel felt like quitting in Exodus 14. God tell Moses, tell them to go forward. There are people here this morning who feel like quitting. Because the goals you set are becoming like difficult to achieve. The place where you are going is looking like far to get to. The things where you are trying to do is looking like, it's looking like difficult to do. I felt like quitting. Let it remain a feeling. Shake the beast into the fire. Cast away your confidence which has a great recompense of reward. I said to myself recently, Ah! I thank God I did not quit ministry. I will have been out of the will of God. And then whatever I'm doing will have been the permissive will of God. Thank God I felt one day I felt like not showing up anymore. I felt like turning in the tower. 
Whenever you feel like that, it means you are on the road that leads to destiny. Because the devil will never want you to quit what is not God's will. He will put pressure on you. He said, you can't do it. Oh, you think you can pray one hour in tongues every day? It's difficult. Oh. Do you think it's for men, for people like you? He wanted to quit. He wants to discourage you. Many people who quit on the way to the promised land just destroyed themselves. The people that got there were not better than the people that did not get there. It was only that they refused to quit. Caleb and Joshua wholly followed the Lord. Wholly followed the Lord. They quit too soon. The 70 yard, 80 yard, 90 yard syndrome. Which means you just quit shortly before you get to where you're going. Yet a little while and he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the judge shall live by faith. If any man turn back, God said, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Then Paul boasted, we are not of them that turn back to perdition. Peter said, to whom shall we go? That's why people don't achieve their goals. You stop too quickly. When I was in 2009, when I read the Bible through eight times, eight times, I read the Bible through eight times in one year. When I started the first, when I finished, God said, as you really tender, when I finished the first one, I was very tired. Because it's like reading the whole Bible once a month. I was so tired. My man was so tired. My, but you know something? The second time, it was easier than the first time. It was easier. Because I had already gotten into a role. It became easy the next time. Because we turn back too soon. Because you miss to do something you plan to do once does not mean you should stop doing it, Gabadaya. Uh-huh. I remember when I started praying in tongues for 30 minutes. The first day I did it. It was very difficult. The third day, I, the second day, I did it for 15 days. Then on the 16, I will never forget, 16 or 17 days, I was so tired I could hardly open my mouth. I just said, Do I have to be praying 30 minutes in tongues every day? Do I have to? Is it compulsory? Where is it in the Bible? Whenever we don't want to do something, where is it in the Bible? But I said, this thing is good for me. I know the way I felt when I was doing it. So let me continue. I missed two days, 16 and 17, I will never forget. 18, I continue. 19, I continue. 20, I continue. I missed the 25th day again. But I continue. I continue. I continue. Today, it is so much part of me that immediately I open my eyes like this, my mouth begins to move. Immediately I open my eyes like this, on the back, my mouth begins to move. It's part of me. It has become habit. I have cultivated it. Anything you do again and again and again and again, consistently for 21 days, we form a habit. And it is the habits that take you to your character. Another reason why people do not achieve their goals is because of lack of focus on our goals. Now, this is as a result of having conflicting goals. I will explain that to you in a minute. Some people do not achieve their goals because of lack of focus on their goals, this is because of completing goals. Let me say this to you. As much as possible in setting goals, be careful not to set goals that conflict other goals. Let me give you a good example. 
if I set the goal, for example, to read the 10 chapters of the Bible every day, or 5 chapters every day, and then 8 chapters on Sunday, that means I'm going to stay indoors. If as a result of that, you know, I have to stay indoors, then I now set another goal that requires me to go out. Probably I say, I have to set up my own business and be able to make so so amount of money. Now, those two goals may not be combinable. They conflict. One goal requires me to stay inside. The other goal requires me to go outside. So, in what way can I go inside, stay inside, and go outside at the same time? It conflicts. And so, at the end of the day, I can neither focus on this or focus on Why goals conflict each other one cannot focus on either. One cannot focus on neither. Rather, you will not be able to focus on neither. And that will affect the achievement of the goal. Lack of focus on our goals. As a result of conflicting goals. Focus creates power. However, focus is difficult. When the things we want to achieve conflict. We must be careful in setting our goals that the achievement of one is not diametrically opposed to the achievement of another one. Our goals must not cross, must not conflict each other. What one goal requires to achieve may be different from what another goal requires to be achieved. And where these two goals cannot be harmonized, they will affect what we zero on and what we focus on. You can never focus on a goal that is conflicting with another goal. It will be very difficult. I want to grow my ministry. That is the goal. But at the same time, I want to make money. Making money requires me to travel, to do this, to buy, to sell, to meet people, to plan, to project, to go to contract. But at the same time, being able to grow my ministry requires me to fast, wait on God, seek his face, be with him. At times, both of them are not combinable. And when they are not combinable, it affects focus. So you must always make sure, if one will come in the way of the other one, then finish one first, before you bring in the other one. Paul said, I'm not ready to be over. I have finished my course. I achieved my goal. When Paul started, he had a destination in view. Anything that will work against this destination, he counted it but dung. He said, all these things in Philippians 3, all these things he counted as dung that I may be found in Christ. Not having my own righteousness, which is according to the law. Wow, let me give you the remaining three very quickly. Another reason why people do not achieve their goal is inactivity. After setting a goal, you write down the date, some people stop there. They never take the next needed step to progress towards their goals, which is action. And when you don't act on the goals, it is inactivity and the goal will not be achievable. 
Let me give you a very good example. You see, there's a difference between goal setting and goal attainment. Between goal setting and goal attainment, that's what we call action plan. I set a goal for me to achieve it. There must be. Let me give you a good example. Years ago, when I made up my mind that I was going to be giving 20% of my income to God, I was going to be saving 25% of my income. I was going to be investing 20% of my income. I was going to be spending 20, I was going to be spending 20% of my income and I was going to be giving away 15% to God and man. I had to put an action in place. I had to go to the bank. I opened an investment account. I opened a savings account. I opened a gift account. There is no way you can fulfill the goals you have set if there is no action to back it up. If I say I'm going to read the Bible twice in a year, what is my plan of action to do that? I must have a Bible reading chart. It's not just that I will open the Bible every day to anywhere I like. I must set up a program. I must have a chart and I must follow the chart. Action is what translates abstract, abstract thinking to reality. Goal setting is what helps you to attain goals. But there must be action. You must plan. You must do something. If by the end of this year you want to have one million in your account, what is the action you are putting in place in that respect? One action is that I'm going to buy a Rottweiler from Reverend Luko. I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to fix DSTV from uh, uh, Minister Wale. I'm going to buy a German Shepherd from Pastor Lawumi. And I'm going to pray over these dogs. And I'm going to take care of these dogs. I'm going to wash them. I'm going to clean them. I'm going to exercise them. I'm going to read all the books I can find on dog management. That is the action. If you don't do that, I say, by the grace of God, one million dollars in my account, in the name of Jesus, you are lying. But if you buy a dog from Reverend Aluko, in the next three months, the dog will begin to probably grow enough. Six months, the dog will begin to litter. Let's see. Okay, if it litters the first and gives you nine children, like my, my first dog, and you are already trained how to package it. You see, the problem I had was that I wanted to make money from dogs. But I did not get myself to, no action. I didn't. So when the dogs gave back to nine children, this day, by the time we went there, he has eaten all the nine. So I told one, I said, the dog has eaten the, all the dogs, though. He said, ah, is he not an animal? An animal is supposed to eat his now. I didn't learn it. I didn't know the food I should be giving them. I didn't know when they deliver, how to keep them warm. So I asked Aluko, I said, Aluko, your dog littered nine. You sold each for 50,000, 450. He said, ah, it's every three months now. I look at him. I said, so what do you feed them with? He started talking. I said, yeah, this was what I did not know. Because I, was, I had 21 dogs in my house before Aluko could have one. My dogs have reduced from 21 to three. 
Alukoson is expanding and his dog empire is increasing. Why did I not achieve my goal? It's so clear why I did not achieve my goal. There was no way I could have achieved my goal because there was inactivity. I did not do what I was supposed to do. I didn't learn what I was supposed to learn. There's a brother in this church. All he does, all he does is dogs and pets. That's all he does. Finished from the university. I saw him. I said, come, come, come. You are selling dogs and pets and pet food and pet collar. How come? Are you making money? See that from pet. Sign up. Looking for contract. Ideas. Ideas. If I'm going to read the Bible through one year, how am I going to go about it? You need to spell it out. Bile who here, whom used to give taxi money, is now buying cars like a dealer. Recently, he brought a car to my house. He said, I said ah. How did you do it? Just from installing. You know, he came to me, he said he wanted to learn how to install. I said, Go ahead. I was going to say, Go ahead. I'll back you up. Go ahead. Support structure. He didn't learn it from anywhere. He, did, he used my house as the guinea pig laboratory. It is my DSTV that Bila who used to learn how to do kidney. If he's not charging you, he should be sending 15% to me. Because it was my house that he, I remember in those days, he will cut, he will now, everything will now be upside down. Ah! I said, we'll say, Mungete, Baba, Mumbo, Mumbo. Now he comes with ease. He can afford to take care of his family without seriously. Now, some company in the Middle East have appointed him now as the main distributor of their decoder here in Nigeria. That was last year. He has not given me 50%. He had to go to school, he had to learn it, and he's making it now. He doesn't need to line up anymore. I remember in those days, whenever he comes to my house, I know he's looking for something. But now when he comes, I know he's bringing something. Every time when he comes, he brings something. Either to war or whatever, he brings something. His hand is no longer empty. He told me this and I said, just be patient with me. I was surprised. And I'm waiting. When he told me that I was excited, I said, look at, look at, look at, look at the way it's happening for this young man. And he is well. I told him, I said, I wanted to teach some people who claim to be unemployed. Teach them. Put them through. And he's there. You can learn it from him. All the television here now, he has adjusted it. He's the one doing everything now. I am gaining from what I have shown in his life. Inactivity. You, you just, it's not that you don't have goals, but you refuse to do anything about it. God told me this years ago. He said, plan your work. He said, work your plan. To work your plan. Work your plan. Put your plan to work. Let me close. Next Sunday we'll continue. Another reason is lack of commitment. Not being willing to do everything that you need to do to make sure the goal is achieved. Not being willing to do everything you need to do. I'm so burdened to share this secret with you, brothers and sisters. Because I know these are the simple little things that change my life forever. Just being able to set goals. Apply myself to it. Some people set goals, but they are not committed. 
Let me give you a good example. If you set goals to wake up 4 o'clock, to show your commitment, you need to go to bed by 9 o'clock. You must do whatever you need to do to make sure that the goal is achieved. But many times you don't show level of commitment. You want to be able to wake up 4 o'clock to pray for one hour and you are still awake. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. You, are not, you see, you are not helping yourself. It simply means that you are just setting the goals. You see, when you now wake up 7 a.m., whose fault is it? Because your commitment level must have required you to do what? To go to bed early. It is vain to go to bed late and to wake up early, to eat the bread of sorrow. Psalm 127 verse 2. He giveth his beloved sleep. Show the commitment. Show the commitment. Before your goals can come to pass, before you can achieve it, you must be ready to do anything that you need to do. I told God years ago, whatever I need to do to be shoulder and head above my equals, I will do it. Wherever I need to go, in a righteous way, not Kurubeo, I told God, I said, except if it's impossible a sacrifice to make. That is commitment. You are ready to do whatever is required of you. No matter how difficult or impossible it is. That is the kind of commitment that gets the goal achieved. Nothing is beyond you. I can do all things. I remember in those days as I was coming up as a young minister. I'll be pacing up and down in, the, in, in my empty flat. I'll be saying Lord power, power. I want to be prominent. I want to be outstanding. I want to have something peculiar to me. I want to have a special anointing. I want to walk in a special grace that is uncommon. That is what I want. Lord, I don't want to be lost among my equals. I want to, I want people to see me and I want to magnetize people from every direction. I want people to have a taste for the ministry you give me and the anointing you've given me. I'll be pacing up and down. 1 a.m., 2 a.m., Pace it up and down. Lord, I cannot afford to be insignificant in my generation. I cannot afford not to make a mark. I cannot afford not to be distinctive. I cannot afford not to be exceptional. Lord, hear me. In the night, I'll be shouting like that. I say, God, I don't just want to have anointing. I want also to have money. I don't want money to have me. I want to have money. Lord, Gold. You say the silver is yours, the gold is yours, the cattle upon the thousand hills. Lord, Lord, Lord. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. Base it up and down. I was ready to do anything. I was ready to go anywhere. I was ready to demand of myself anything. One day, I think I've given this testimony somewhere before. Whether it's here or not, I can never forget. I knelt down like this on Thursday to pray. I can never forget. That was the beginning. Of the supernatural power of God in my life. I knelt like this on Thursday to pray. I remember it was Thursday. It looked to me like it was just 30 minutes. When I woke up from that place, it was Saturday afternoon. I was taken away. And that was the beginning of my ministry. That was the beginning of the special ability to be able to read scriptures. For almost 48 hours. Up till today, I cannot tell you where I went. 
if it was not in my house, I wouldn't know what would have happened. It looked to me like 30 minutes. Just, I knelt down like this. I can never forget. Put my head on the chair, started praying the spirit. Started praying the spirit. I just noticed at the point that it was like I was outside and I was hearing myself praying into my own ears. That was all. The next moment I opened my eyes, I thought it was Thursday evening. Thursday evening. I never knew it was Saturday afternoon. I preached a message years ago titled Supernatural Experiences. I've had some experiences that alarmed me. Paul said he had an experience whether in the body he could not know whether out of the body he could not know. He said, but God knoweth. I've had such experiences. I had one of them 2008 in England. I won't because of that write a book, I went to heaven. Mm -mm. I woke up that, I thought it was Thursday. So I went outside, I called the boy, I said, come. I wanted to go and buy so and so and so and so. I said, today is Saturday. Ah. What did you say? I felt the boy was. I said, go. So I went to a tailor who was near my house. Backs and backs. Backs today is a pastor in this town. So I went to him. I said, what, what, what did you today now? Because they are from Sri Lanka and they speak. He said, today and Saturday, what do you say Saturday. I knew it was Thursday when I knelt down. I knew it was Thursday when I knelt down. What happened? Then God started talking to me about the anointing of the Spirit. The power of God. To me, he said, from today you will have a memory that is sharp. A memory that is unusual. And you'll be known in all the world for that grace. That was it. My life changed forever. Today they call me all manners of names all over the world. People don't know how it started. Commitment to the goals. I bought a map of the world. I bought a globe. The globe is still in my bedroom now. I bought the goal. The world, the nations of all. I was still looking at the globe yesterday into the LS of this morning. Because he was saying the news about some countries, so I was looking at it. Looking at it. I was committed. I said to myself, I will go to the nations. And wherever the source of my feet shall touch is mine. I take possession. The gold of that country, the silver of that country is mine. I will be the head and not the tail. Whatever is required, I'll do it. No sacrifice is too much for me to do. When it comes to God, that is commitment. When you set a goal, be committed. Number 12. Is it number 12 now? Okay. Probably you slept on Friday and woke up in the service on Sunday. <laughs> the reason why some people do not achieve their goals is because they do not review, revise, and adjust their goals as it may be needful. You and I may need to review our goals, revise them from time to time. If you see that you set a goal and it's becoming increasingly difficult for you to achieve it, revise it. When you revise it, 
you'll be able to adjust and then you'll be able to achieve it. But if you don't review, you don't revise, you don't reset it, and it's becoming difficult for you to adjust, to, uh, to achieve it, then you may not be able to achieve it. The goals you have set this year, by February, look at them again. Will you be able to achieve them? Is it easy for you to achieve? The one hour you say you are going to pray. There are three times you say you are going to be fasting a week. What do you want to do about your career? The degree you want to go for? The diploma you want to get? The business you want to set up? Review it. Revise it. This morning, just during the, after the first service, I went to the house and I knelt down, was worshiping God. And I said to God, I said, God, I know we are starting this free feeding it's just once. I say, but I, I can sense it already. There's going to be more than once. So I know after a while, when we look at it, it's the goal to feed 200 people. God may ask us, increase it to 500. And God may ask us, increase it to twice a, a, a month. Revise it. When you look at the goal you have set, from time to time, look at it. Pull it back, pull it forward. Look at it. Examine it. And look at it. You may need to revise it, review it, and adjust. Because that is necessary if you are going to be able to achieve it. I never used to lock the door of my house. Let me close with this testimony. On Friday and open on Monday. But when I started reading the Bible, and I wanted to be able to finish the Bible about two or three times a year, every year I knew that there was no way I would be able to achieve it if I still kept doing those things I was doing I was keep going to the places I was going to so that was when I now changed and I started locking the door on Friday and when I did that it was very easy I was able to finish the Bible twice thrice at times four times a year I was able to do it revise your goals Review your goals. Reset your goals. If you don't do it, you will discover probably you have set it too high. And it's draining everything you have. But by the time you do that, you may find it easy to achieve. Consider these and many more. I know God will enlarge your heart. If there is anything that is confronting you in your goals, your achievement of your goals, you may need to look at those goals. The goals you have set may be too high already. There was a time, I think you can just can attest to this. We were fasting about five times a week. And I discovered that the fast was not allowing me to read the Bible properly. It's good to fast though. But when I'm fasting, there's a limit to what I can read. Because I don't sit down to read the Bible, I lie down. And when I'm fasting, the bone in my body aches. Does your own not ache? So I now said, look, this five days, I can't handle it all. So I reduced it to four. Ah. It was still serious. So I reduced it to three. Ah. It was still serious. So I reduced it to two. And then on Sunday, I will not fast, but I will not eat before I finish preaching. So two and a half. 
you are free to revise it. If you discover it's becoming difficult to achieve. You set a goal to save money. If you discover that by saving money, you are not developing a belly no be a year. Because all you are doing is smoking gari and coolie. You can revise it. Instead of saving 40%, you can begin to save 25. It's your goal. You set it. You can revise it. Not because you are lazy, but because it will afford you a better opportunity to be able to grow in it. And then you can increase it with time. Look at your neighbor and say, consider what you have heard. The Lord give you understanding. Stand on your feet. Let's bless God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? I know it's a long message, but are you blessed? Are you blessed? Look at your neighbor and say, set goals that are relevant. Tell your neighbor, set goals that will give you the best. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Our day is already well spent. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. I just feel like singing this song. Hallelujah.